Hello and welcome. I'm Tara Bellio and you're listening to the BDO Financial Wellness Podcast. In this episode, we're uncovering a side of debt that isn't always talked about. The effect debt can have on your mental, emotional, and physical health. I came across an interesting article recently titled Nine Reasons Debt is Bad for You. If you're in debt, a lot of these reasons will probably sound familiar. For instance, debt tempts you to keep spending even when you can't afford to. And debt can cost you money, sometimes a lot of money. And debt keeps you from achieving your financial goals. But really, the idea that debt can cause financial problems isn't necessarily surprising. The reality is that debt can also result in a lot of stress. And stress can negatively affect your mental, emotional, and physical health in so many ways. In this episode of the Financial Wellness Podcast, we're joined by Nancy Sneddon and Paul Moffitt. As licensed insolvency trustees, they are uniquely qualified to give us insight into the downside of debt and the mental stresses it causes. So let's start with you, Nancy. Will you talk a bit about the people who come to you for help with their debt and how debt stress is affecting them personally? Absolutely, Tara. It's a really rare occasion that someone comes to see us and they're not feeling some level of stress or anxiety. So oftentimes they actually put off coming to see us because they're feeling shamed or they're stressed out about having to make the call, having to reach out for help. So they actually have more stress when they come to see us because they've put it off, right? The amazing piece for me though, is that even just having that initial conversation, that you know, initial 30, 45 minute conversation where you're hearing about their story and letting them know what their options are, in a lot of cases, you can physically see their shoulders come down, right? You can see that the stress is being lifted for them. A lot of people aren't sleeping, right? The stress is keeping them awake. I hear oftentimes from my clients that it's creating tension in their relationship, right? Because they're maybe arguing about money or one person's in charge of the finances. So they're feeling bad about, you know, the, the things that are happening with their, their debt, maybe afraid to talk to their spouse about it, which is causing a lot of stress and anxiety. So, you know, the best, the best result I can hope for is that they leave saying that they feel better, that they actually might get some sleep tonight, which is usually what happens. And so this also can affect their, their physical health as well, can it not? Absolutely. I mean, you just think about stress and anxiety that you're you're holding on to. So, you know, your physical health, you may have um, depression, which can have all kinds of, of physical trickle down effects, right? High blood pressure. Um, some people can develop heart conditions, right? When they have high blood pressure, high stress situations, a lot of people get migraine headaches. Like there's just a whole multitude of, you know, physical health issues that can come from carrying a lot of stress. So Paul, how much time would you say you typically spend in the initial consultation and throughout the debt relief process addressing your client's mental, emotional, and physical health? As Nancy had mentioned, generally that first conversation lasts anywhere from 30, 45, possibly you know, 60 minutes if it's a little more complicated than normal. And and a certain part of that is just talking about, um, you know, what, what effects this debt is having on their life. Um, <clears throat> I mean, that is that is only a portion. We, of course, we need to dig into the, the facts of their circumstances so that we can come up with the best, uh, the best um, solution for them. But certainly that is a part of the conversation. How is this affecting your life? And, uh, and how, and, and going back to Nancy's point a moment ago, 
in terms of the shoulders dropping, the relief you can see in their face. So many times I've heard it time and time and time again, I wish that I hadn't have put this off. I wish that I hadn't have, have waited. And now that I at least, even if they don't go ahead with any of the solutions that we talk about, it just, it gives them that relief that there is a plan out there if they choose to come back. Now, do you see, Nancy, um, like a, a, a level of um, stress depending on the level of debt? Like if they have a, like, is there a factor with that? Like debt level is high, so the stress and the mental load is high. Is there, is there something to that? You know, it's possible, Tara, but it's all relative, right? So for some people carrying $6,000 worth of debt feels like a lot of debt and is weighing them down and is creating a lot of stress. In other cases, you know, people might think 6,000 is very manageable and doesn't seem like an overwhelming amount. So it really depends on each individual circumstance, right? What their level of income is, their ability to service the debt, what their other monthly expenses are, right? Do they have childcare and child activities and all that kind of stuff that's taking money out of their budget or are they pretty, you know, straightforward with a manageable car payment, rent, groceries, and, and so on. So it really depends on each individual situation. And that's kind of like a, a myth about financial difficulty is that you have to be carrying a lot of debt, right? We only help people either who, who have no income or have a lot of debt. But the amount of, of debt that you carry and how stressful that debt is really is relative to your own personal situation. That's a, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so what advice do you have for people who are just starting to feel the effects of debt stress? Nancy? I would say, Tara, you know, reach out for help. There's no obligation, right, to calling licensed insolvency trustee to figure out your options. And to Paul's point, we don't only discuss insolvency, right? We're not only going to talk to you about a proposal or a bankruptcy. If we think that there's another option that's better for you to help you get out of the cycle of debt that you're in, then we're going to talk to you about that and recommend that to you as an option. But just talking to someone, sharing your story, right? And hearing about what the solutions are is going to relieve that stress. So don't be afraid to pick up the phone. It's a free consultation. There's absolutely no obligation, as I said, but it'll make you feel better just knowing that there's options out there to help. So Paul, are there any tips that someone should go through to start out? Like what should they focus on? What should they do? The the first thing that I would talk to somebody is just kind of stress tests, like... (laughs) First, evaluate your situation. And, and to Nancy's point, if that means picking up the phone and talking to us, that, you know, that's a great first step. If you think that you can kind of do an evaluation on your own, then, then that's, that's great as well. Just sit down and say, you know, what are my expenses every month? What is my income, first of all, and get a good idea of what I have for income. And if that means taking a couple of months and, and really uh, tracking that and writing everything down, that can be as sophisticated as, you know, a, a full-blown spreadsheet or just a pen and a paper and a, and a good eraser. Um, you know, just really get an idea of what your incomes are and what your expenses are for two to three months. Just that act alone, in the same way as um, I, sometimes I, I, I compare uh, financial well-being to dieting. As somebody who has gone up and down a weight a few times, I know what it means to diet and I know what it means to count calories. But budgeting's not a whole lot different than that, you know. And it's and to do it successfully, I'm a firm believer is taking small steps. Um, that I'm getting a little bit off topic, but the um, 
No, it's helping. It is helping. Like it's, it's a great analogy comparing it to weight loss. I mean, there's so many comparisons there we could have. There's the shame. There's the there's so much we can go down that road. Absolutely, there's the shame of it. There is the the work involved. I mean, it does to have a good you know financial position. It does take work and it takes some discipline, um, for sure. And you know, I, I was kind of thinking about this before we came on the call this morning, and uh, there, there's a link. There, there are clear links between financial health, mental health, and physical health. And you know, Nancy had talked about those a little bit already. But you know, there's there's between financial health and physical health. You know, it, it costs a certain amount to feed yourself. You know, if there's any one thing that you can generally have an effect on your budget, it's how it is that you feed yourself. Well, if you're feeding yourself properly cooking full meals, meal planning and stuff like that, then you're probably not eating out. Well, that's going to help both your physical health as well as your amount, your, your, your financial health. With respect to the, the link between physical health and mental health, diet and exercise, very important. Uh, and they're going to have effect on both of those things. And in terms on the, you know, on the spectrum of mental health, you know, just taking time, make sure you relax, meditate, breathing exercises, there's lots of things. And there's tons of resources out there on the internet for, for that as well. Um, sleep habits, make sure that you really take time to unplug for the world. But then circling back to the kind of the link between mental health and financial health, it does come down to that stress. If you are constantly stressed and constantly thinking about uh, about uh, your your, your um, financial well being, it's going to cause undue stress, which is going to lead to lack of sleep, which is going to put you more prone to, you know, other mental health issues and, and, and undue stress. So, the the thing that I tend to and to kind of finish off with that in terms of you know what's your first step is have a plan. Just like bringing it all all the way back to to dieting, if you have a plan, it just makes things easier. And the first step to making a plan is to figure out where you're at right now. Now, I'm going to kind of take a kind of therapeutic approach here because um, I, I was reading something about this. And what do you guys think about looking at your budget, but not just looking at your budget, looking at your moods or your feelings when you're spending, when you're budgeting, um, when you're making choices that could be financially sound? Nancy, what do you think about that? There's, I think there's definitely a connection there for some people, Tara, right? So I've heard throughout the pandemic, you know, a lot of people couldn't get out, right? They were stuck at home during, you know, lockdowns and that kind of thing. And there was a surge in online shopping. Absolutely. So some I think of all of us had a good relationship with Amazon. <laughs> Amazon, yeah. Packages coming all the time. But part of that is because they're feeling that sort of need to, I don't know, get out right? Or it could be that they are feeling anxiety or depression because they are in lockdown. And an outlet for that sometimes, we, you know, we've heard the phrase all kinds of times, retail therapy, right? So you can't go shopping, but you can from your home. And sometimes it's a lot easier too to just, you know, fill up your card and hit the button than if you were in the store. You're making those really split second decisions. Uh, and you can often overspend in those scenarios, right? So, Paying attention to when you're online shopping, how you're feeling, what's going on in your life, if you see that you are doing that more often than usual, definitely plays a part for sure. Definitely. What about you, Paul? Do you have anything? Uh, well, one of the things that stress can lead to is other coping mechanisms that can be unhealthy as well. 
both physically as well as financially. Um, you know, people if they're in a in, if they're in constant stress, then it could lead to the overuse of alcohol or drugs or shopping. It can be another outlet as well, but or gambling to uh, in order to feel some kind of relief and. Those are not good habits generally. Uh, some of them in, in moderation, probably fine. Uh, but if you're under stress and you are making decisions that make you feel better in the moment can have very long lasting effects. Absolutely. So, you know, Paul, you meet with people every day who are facing significant debt challenges. And what challenges do you see in these people once they've found, or sorry, changes, not challenges, sorry, what changes do you see in these people once they've found a debt solution? Um, With a consumer proposal and a bankruptcy, you and your team are helping them through the entire process, correct? Yeah. Before the pandemic started, we used to meet with people a lot more. And we're finally getting back to the point where we're starting to meet people again in person. And I, it always amazed me uh, from when you very first met with somebody uh, and you discussed their situation, and that provided a certain amount of relief, which was great to see. They leave your office and you, you know that they feel better and they know that there's a plan. Uh, and then you meet with them and you sign the paperwork. And again, you can tell them, look, go home and know that this is going to be taken care of. But then part of the bankruptcy or, or uh, consumer proposal process is that there are two counseling sessions that follow that, uh, sometimes a couple of months later. And it was always interesting, again, back in the day when we used to meet people in person, it was always great to see you would meet them two months later and you would physically see changes in them. Sometimes it was a healthy gain in weight or sometimes it was a healthy loss in weight and you could just see it in their face and in their body and so on. And you just, and it was always, I found it quite rewarding to see, I did that. I helped that person. And here we are two months later and they're just, they look and they sound like they feel like they're doing better. That's awesome. So I, I, this, this podcast is going to come out during mental health week. Um, And the theme this year um, for Mental Health Week is to get real. And so how how do you guys with empathy um, help people to face the the realities of their situation with their debt and the effects that it's having on their mental well-being, Nancy? So I think, Tara, it is a real conversation every time, right, that we sit with someone and Sometimes it's a difficult conversation because they do need to make choices sometimes, right, in in cutting back on some of their spending in certain areas uh, in order to go forward. Because what they've been doing for a long time quite often is using their credit to supplement their income, right? So sometimes it is a really hard conversation. It's always a real conversation. Um, But they're there for that reason, right? They're there to get help. They're there to help sleep again at night. They're there to relieve their stress. So although sometimes it can be a difficult conversation, it's always a welcome conversation. Yeah, definitely. Paul, I'm going to close this out with one question off the top of my head for both of you. What is one thing that if you could have everybody know who are feeling the overwhelming burden of debt and it's affecting their their mental health, what is one thing you wish they could know about how you could help them? In four words, I think it's four. <laughs> you, you are not alone. Love it. Um, people, going back originally to the very beginning of our conversation, what Nancy was saying, people feel shame. People feel like they're the only ones. Um, 
the numbers are out there. The, the studies are out there. People are overwhelmed with debt. And so if you are feeling overwhelmed by debt and it is causing you a lot of stress and it is causing you stress in your relationship and, and your health and, and so on, you're not the only one. When I first got into this business over 10 years ago, I thought to myself, what am I getting myself into? I'm going to be dealing with a lot of people who are, you know, they just didn't try hard enough in life. Um, not the case at all. Uh, I quickly came to realize the vast majority of the people that I deal with and the vast majority of people that I help are in that circumstance or in that situation because of circumstances that are, were or are entirely outside of their control. And so if you are in that situation, um, chances are it's, it's, you're not the only one. Um, and you should not feel like you're the only one. You should not feel shame. And you certainly shouldn't feel any hesitancy to reach out and look for help. Absolutely. Nancy, do you have anything to add to that? I would concur with everything Paul just said, right? It's it's usually a life event that brings people to us. And the most, like the most heard thing, like I said earlier, is I wish I had called you earlier. So don't wait. Don't hesitate, right? Let's end the stress. Let's end uh, the anxiety that you're feeling around your debt. And let's talk together and find the right solution for you. Absolutely. You know, as you guys are talking, a Brene Brown quote, kind of, or I'm not so necessarily a quote because I'm not going to quote her exactly, but it, it's hearing you guys talk about this, it's, it's, she says, you know, you want somebody when you're being vulnerable and when you're going through something, when you're going through shame, because she studies shame, is that you want someone who's going to sit with you in the dark and then offer you a hand when you're ready. And I feel like that's what you guys are really, you know, encompassing in this, 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 this conversation. So thank you very much, both of you. My pleasure. Thank you. I want to thank my guests, Nancy Snedden and Paul Moffitt for joining me in this episode about overcoming debt stress. You can find more financial wellness podcast episodes on a variety of topics, along with videos, debt management resources, and tools on our website, debtsolutions.bdo.ca. And remember, we are here to help you turn the page on debt. Your next chapter is waiting.